Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Today on the podcast, your regular crew of Kyle Wonders. That's me. The boy wonder himself. That's for you, Brent. Robbie Croyle. Hello. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi. And your favorite Logan. Maybe your favorite Logan. Maybe you have a more favorite Logan. I doubt it. Who could like who could like me more than you? Yeah, whatever. Who could like me more than me? I I had to stop myself from <laughs> saying that. Who could like anyone more than me? That's kind of ooh. Mm. <clears throat> we have another shortcoming when we oh, get to that. Oh point. no. Oh no. Well, we do have Rob's microphone outside of his mask. So that's a good start as opposed to Sunday when he what? took Oh no. Oh, what? oh, oh what? no. What? Oh gosh. Jeez. Clean that. <laughs> it's it's harder to fit that that microphone inside your mask as opposed to the preaching one. It's true. Where uh, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> Just swallows microphones. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Don't try him. Uh, it was pretty amusing, though, to see you uh, to see you fight and struggle with the mask. It was you, you got three things going on there. You got your glasses, you got the mask, and you got the microphone. There's a lot. Yeah, there's hooks on the microphone that wrap around your ear. Along with the mask. Along with the glasses, like there's a there's a lot hanging on your ears. Your ears had a lot of weight on them. They were fully enmeshed, mm-hmm. immersed, meshified. I don't know something. It was a mess. Man. Weighed down. Man, I so got one go. thing solved, and then there was something else. Pro- yeah, <laughs> I felt like I was out fishing, and the lure, you know, and the line wraps around the the pole. Full bird nest. Oh man, full bird's nest. Right on that one. It's the worst. Hmm. I was giggling. Yeah. So I was I. having a I was having a real chuckle over that. I had a nice uh, front <laughs> front row seat. It was great. I gotta watch it twice because I was running the live stream, so there's like this like thirty little second delay, delay oh. and I was like, oh <laughs> <laughs> instant replay. <laughs> Glad oh. we could bring you so much joy. The shortcoming that oh, I no. noticed. Oh, no. Do you know which one I'm thinking? No, I have no idea. I just oh. know that it's going to be me being a narcissist. Yeah, uh, <laughs> during your prayer when you were like, "Ooh, she's attacking your prayer." You said something oh. instead of it was like, "I will, you will follow my will, Lord." Instead of, yep, instead no, of I for sure remember that. <laughs> yep, I yep. was dying. Basically, I said, "God, would you bend your will to our will?" And yeah. then I realized, wait, nope, that's the other way around. That's supposed to go. You said my will. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I was praying in the first person. Yep. Uh, it's it's fine. I missed that one. Yeah. Oh. That's awesome. It was. I was like, "Oh, Logan, you idiot." Yeah. This is why I don't pray and play at the same time. I wasn't even gonna bring it up until oh. just no, that was good. Happened. That was good. I had, I had blissfully. Rem- I do that in songs sometimes. Like I will mess up the lyrics in worship songs and make it first person when it's talking about God, and then I feel really like, oh. like where's that electrostatic charge coming from? Did it get warm in here all of a sudden? I hadn't. I don't think I've ever done it in a prayer before, though. That was new. That was new and exciting. So, it was enjoyable. Fantastic. Here at Mission Ridge, we don't actually believe that God's will should be bent to our will. Logan just <laughs> says it because he's an idiot. Logan just prays <laughs> for that. Which I mean, don't we all pray that God's will would be bent to our will? Like I did. I did clarify immediately after I flipped around. I was like, "Wait, no, that's not right." You did do that. You said, myself. "Wait, no, that's not right." In the prayer. Yeah. How did I miss this? I don't know if I said wait. No, that's not right. Or you did, did correct. Yeah, yourself, I corrected though. myself. You I corrected yourself, how. and I. And for me, like I was just like. You can go find it on YouTube if you want. We all do that. We all pray. Oh, that what? Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Praying can be awkward. Yes, Lord. If I could just get the shoe out of my mouth, we could get along just fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Just the shoe. The foot can stay there, but the shoe the at shoe? least. Yeah. Yeah. Reduce the bulk, maybe. Fantastic. 
I shouldn't make fun of your prayers, but I definitely. Oh no, you should definitely make fun of my prayers when I do crap like that. That was, that was funny, is what that is, which needs to be made fun of. Keeps me humble. Keeps me humble. If not, my ego would explode. Be terrible. Because then, what would the world ever do? I don't know. Without my ego in it, be such a lonely place. So much room for activity. Uh, so what you're saying is your like ego from fills most of the world. Yeah, you've just created your own world all about you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. That sounds about right. Sounds about right. Pastor Logan Daly. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> all right. Well, <clears throat> let's uh let's just dive right on. It's speaking of humility. <laughs> and being the most humble and being fantastic and the best pastor ever. I don't, I'm not actually sure if this qualifies, but uh, Robbie used Chuck Smith. Old Chuck Smith out of the Calvary Chapel Church. He used a story from one of our people about Chuck uh, being a, just a downright champ, cleaning some toilets, uh, lowering himself in that sense, and doing mm. things that he probably had other people he could have delegated it to. But thing needed to be done, and he's not above it. Uh, humble servanthood, really, is what we saw modeled in that story. Sure. And uh, so we were, we were thinking maybe a good question for the footnotes discussion here would be, who's been a Chuck Smith in your life? Mm. Who's been somebody that you've seen model that? So I've got an answer uh, right away. I um, we were deployed up to Anchorage, Alaska. I hear you can see Russia from up there. That's a, <laughs> I'm not sure it's from Anchorage. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we're deployed up. Up to Anchorage, it was it was a training mission, and we had a chief master sergeant and a senior master sergeant that uh, deployed with the team, and we were running a, a communication exercise, <coughs> and there was some. It snowed overnight, and so the chief and the senior master sergeant were out there shoveling snow, mm. and. The command chief for the base stops by, so he's the top enlisted, top senior enlisted for the base. And he's looking at this chief and the senior master sergeant shoveling snow. He, I'm pretty sure he's never seen that before. He didn't does know, not compute. He did not know what to do with this, and and chief's like. Our airmen are are training. Our airmen are working on equipment. You know, we came up here to do a communications exercise. And so those two guys saw themselves as equippers, as enablers, you know, of these of these younger airmen. And if we were deployed for uh, a real-world mission, bombs being dropped, those kinds of things. Sure. The chief and the senior master sergeant would have had different roles, much different roles. Mm-hmm. But because this was a training environment, they were there just to make sure that everything went smoothly, mm-hmm. that uh, that the airmen had maximum amount of time on equipment, and that that always that kind of leadership has always kind of stuck with me. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, the. This reminds me of when I was working on the houseboat camp. One of the big things there was just sacrificial uh, servant, like lowering yourself. (coughs) Um, And so the leadership there, one of the things that they really, really pushed for is it was, you know, whether from the director of the camp all the way on down to the the lowliest peon minion um didn't really matter when there was stuff to be done 
if it was your job or if it was beneath you, quote unquote, if a Mikey bathroom needed to be cleaned, they'd go do it. Like it wasn't, oh yeah, no, that's beneath me. Um, some of the, you know, the dirtiest, messiest jobs, you'd see them taking those up just to serve other people. Um, so that, that kind of always, that is, sticks out in my mind of, yeah, you're going to, you're going to take care of people and, and you're going to do that kind of lowering yourself, washing of feet mm-hmm. kind of yep. in that sense. Uh, literally they would do that before the camp would start. They would wash all the staff's feet, which is, you know, a little cliche, but also phenomenal. Like, I feel like I you want to show that it's. Excellent. What was that, Kyle? I feel like I might giggle if someone was washing my feet. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little ticklish, you know? Uh, yeah. I'll wash my own feet. I appreciate the gesture. But I don't want to have a kick you in they the They would also do moment. your hands if you weren't like I okay. weren't down for the feet. But That might be better. There's a level of humility, <coughs> I think, more so for the person that's getting their feet washed than for... like, Like, there's humility in washing somebody's feet, but... The humility in allowing somebody to like touch your feet and clean them, like you have to be like mm. willing and humble in that. I think like in not being like, no, sorry, you can't touch. Like, gosh darn it, Jen. Mm. It's not that I disagree with you, but it's just that you totally just threw me under the bus. <laughs> 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 like I do agree. Now that you've said it. Ticklish. That, that that doesn't mean that you're not. It's just you know. It just yeah. Means you're ticklish. Yeah. Ticklish. Like that's and humble. Like those are separate issues. Yeah, but yeah. but I, I think I agree with you. I think uh, is that have we twisted that, or is that just a cultural thing for us? Well, I mean, think about Peter's response though. He was pretty adamant. No. No. You no. no you're not gonna wash my feet. Which would be like his rabbi shouldn't know. That would be I'm I'm. It would be a travesty to let my rabbi do this because it's supposed to be the lowliest in the household that does that. It's supposed to be the servant, right? So maybe it's not humility, but it's being willing to be vulnerable. Oh, there's definitely vulnerability, vulnerability. in that for sure. Yeah, but there, I think there is a level of humility in like I'm going like there's an intimacy in touching somebody, and especially like it's just feet, but at the same time. Mm. Where have your feet been? Like, I don't know. It's true. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe that might be something that we've 21st century Christian America or just Christianity in general might have a, a different take on that than maybe the original mm-hmm. the original context. I would say or even just, I would just say culturally. Yeah. I don't think it's a Christian thing because I'm pretty sure if I went and was like, "Hey, yo, bro, can I wash your feet?" to like a non-Christian, he might be like, "Nah, dog," you know. <laughs> like, I I don't think it's a Christian thing. Like, yes, I think Christians need that level of humility that you're talking about, but I don't. I don't. I think that's kind of a creation of human culture and the accepted norms of physical touch. So maybe I don't. You, Rob, you've been over. Back in Israel and stuff, is that still a was that still a thing there that you, you know, know of? I I don't know of it still being a thing. I was there for a tour, so staying in a hotel. Sure. It was a very Americanized experience at points. So there's all these tours going on at the same time, and when you realize that all these buses are driving down the same path that you're driving down, even though we broke away the the norm a few times, but it felt very much like Disneyland. Mm. So my experience with Israel is I don't have enough experience to be able to communicate sure. or to mm-hmm. be able to I'm curious about speak that authoritatively though. on that. Yeah, I'd be interested in knowing, like, is foot washing a thing today in modern Israel? Is that more... Uh, like a Bedouin community, you know, like is that is that yeah. a bigger thing in this? Maybe in the small towns. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. From a practical standpoint, 
we're wearing shoes more often. As opposed to sandals, sure. Yeah. As I look at Jen's feet. They're Birkenstocks. Yeah. We should probably wash those bad boys. Did somebody tell you it's winter outside? It's not yet. I mean, it's, it's really like, nice outside, but it's winter. No, it's fall. Because I said it so. It is fall. No, until no. December 21st, no. it's it's fall. Absolutely not. No. Nope. Did you hear our conversation I'm, I'm earlier about that? Because I said the same exact thing. <laughs> well, I tell people. I mean, for all intents I'm and purposes. I'm a fall denier. For all intents and purposes, <laughs> as of Saturday, it'll be winter again. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, it's for me, it's winter when winter weather has shown up. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not, uh, it's not. It was negative seven last week. It's like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't until Santa shows up. No, never. Mind. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, perfect. <clears throat> Uh, Jen? I Got any Chuck Smith stories? Oh, I can't think of a, a story, but like his, as I'm thinking... His name of, is Rob. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, there was this really, really humble lead pastor. He's just constantly serving people. Always <laughs> present with people. <laughs> Super <laughs> humble and vulnerable as well. Like His oh. name was Logan. <laughs> no. No. It's not true. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I do remember one time Aaron Couch from the previous church came in and vacuumed the room that myself and the other youth pastor were working in um, in an act of, you know, really humble servanthood, mm-hmm. except for it was actually just passive aggressively telling us that we needed to vacuum the room more often, <laughs> um, which was really funny. But we took a picture. And and called it humble servanthood, <laughs> servant leadership right there. But uh, that you know that that was the other idea that I thought of. Oh Yikes. man! Oh, it was, it's a good thing you didn't mention that one. It was it was really yeah. funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, reflecting back to foot washing. Oh, according to good old truejesuschurch.org. That's got to be good then. It's got to be good. It's, it's on the internet. Jesus. It's got to yeah. be true. Um, what denomination is that? <laughs> it's, you know, tjc.org. It's all denominations. <laughs> all de- oh, man. They actually do get into, like, many different interpretations on this website. They talk about Jews Kay. and Greeks and Romans. But besides the point, according to Mr. This website, um, in the 11th and 12th centuries, the sacrament of foot washing was abolished in the Irish churches. Oh. And before that, in the Spanish churches, it became... Um, no longer necessary after Canon Act 48, which prohibited bishops and priests to perform foot washing on the newly baptized. So if you're baptized, you didn't need your feet washed. And since then, there has not been a trace of it in the church in Europe. Interesting. I don't like that. That took a turn I was not expecting, and now I'm going to go fall down that rabbit hole later. 48 is, but that is for later. Huh. Or if True Jesus Church is even correct. I mean, they say it's True Jesus Church. I mean, True is also, in the title. It's got to be true. Their <laughs> only citations are the Bible. So well, <laughs> not that that's, that's not a credible need, source, duh. but like, but I would like it corroborated with some historical evidence. I also, how can you only quote the Bible and then talk about the 11th and 12th century? So, exactly. <laughs> Don't bring that up. I'm gonna this is sel- <laughs> you know what this is? This is selective journalism. And if we le- if we have learned oh, anything no. from the Marco Polo, <laughs> <laughs> selective journalism is a dangerous game and do not become involved. Man, I discipled him well in that one. Good job. <laughs> Some of you will have gotten that. That's fantastic. Uh, my Chuck Smith. Yeah. Bring us, reel us in. Is that the right? Sure. Yeah. Reel, reel us right in. Don't birds nest the uh, the fishing line, though. <laughs> okay. Um, <coughs> when I think of Chuck Smith in my life, my parents were okay. my... Okay. Yeah. My, both my parents were really involved in church leadership, and we were always the like first ones there, last ones to leave. My dad mm. ran the soundboard. He was always... Yeah, I was going to say he's tech, first in, last out. Mm-hmm. He's tech, but he also was like the... like. If there was any cooking, he would be the one to do that, and then he would be the one mm. to do the dishes. And so um, I just saw that example of servant leadership a lot in Being him. willing to step up. and Yeah. Sure. 
he's like, I just want to go watch football, but he would be doing dishes. So there you go. I like it. My mind takes to me to also my father, hmm. but not in a church context. Instead, in the context of his work, um, he's an LAFD apparatus operator. And to my knowledge, he's one of the senior apparatus operators. He has a few years on the job. And um, with that comes an element of respect. And it would be easy for him to allow other people to do jobs around the station. But uh, consistently, every time that I have been to the station with him or viewed him at the station, um, it's him going around doing the meaningless tasks like or not meaningless but menial like uh cleaning the truck or mopping the floors or stuff like that and yeah there's like the rookies doing it too but he's always present like it's it's not just put it off on the rookies it's we do this together mm. and so it's it's a a joint experience yeah nice that's cool cool yeah that kind of leadership will always win people over mm-hmm. there is uh, definitely something to be said about servant leadership cool uh, speaking of doing things together Ooh. and bringing people along to teach things uh, what are some ways that we've seen that we see Jesus teach and model things for people What's so funny, calm, I don't know, is when I read this question, my first thought was Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Ah. Because he became the lowly servant and was willing to, you know, humble himself. And like like Kyle's dad, he didn't have to be doing that. There was probably a bunch of people in the room way lower than Jesus, way, way lower than Jesus, that could have been, you know, cleaning feet. And he did it anyway so yeah technically with where peter was sitting out at the triclinium he should have done it Mm. there's possibly a case to be made for that i don't remember right is there a picture of the triclinium that's not last supper uh like of the arranged seating arrangement or is that some there you you have to take like the you have to take like the contextual clues of Uh, where they're talking about it and you can kind of figure out okay um but they're it's pretty Pretty what? sure where John is sitting, where Judas is sitting, and where Peter is sitting, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yes. And the Last Supper, the painting... Is completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Is I mean, it's a cool painting. It is a cool painting. <laughs> you mean they you weren't sitting on wooden sit on stools. <laughs> <laughs> I need a table for 26. Well, what? 26? Wouldn't well, yeah. You? We're all going to sit on one side. Wouldn't There's it have been a table us, for 28, uh, including the end seats? May, uh, may, yeah, sure. If you yeah, if you count the end seats, Let's see, I'm not Nuanced as good. I'm not as good as Jesus. I can't count it's that okay. good Jesus enough. Jesus still loves you. That's what I'm told. <laughs> That's what I'm told. So he yeah. doesn't want to bend his will to you, but <laughs> he certainly <laughs> loves you. I was wondering if we get there. That's fantastic. That's perfect. That's what we needed. That's where we we needed that callback. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, what I notice is oftentimes what stands out to me is um, Jesus does not answer questions directly. He'll often answer questions in such a form that causes others to think on what they have said. Often mm. with Pharisees and whatnot, we see this. Um, I call this Socratian teaching based on off Socrates because that's where I first observed it in my non-Jesus childhood. Sure. But Jesus models it too because he often teaches us by having ourselves teach us. Like he doesn't explicitly tell something. He makes us come to that conclusion for ourselves, And I think that makes it a stronger conclusion in that it's not just us listening to Jesus. And yeah, Jesus is someone we should probably should listen to. Like He's got some authority, I would say, and I would listen to the guy. <laughs> but it would have been easier to, to be strongly rooted in the idea if you were able to come to that idea yourself mm. rather than just be told that idea. Right. So I think that is a way we see Jesus teach. 
I love that you made that observation because we talk about that all the time as being like a super Jewish way of teaching. But I think we've talked about that when you weren't here. Yeah, yeah I don't remember you talking. No, about like that that, that, that that was pre that was pre Kyle days. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Ugh, makes me giddy inside. See, guys, we're not making this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you know, you're completely right though. Like that's such a that's very much an Eastern the they won't you answer a question with a question. Um <clears throat> and you help guide people on their their journey to learn. Mm-hmm. Sure. Their commentaries are written in story format. Intriguing. Just for that purpose. Fascinating. Is to, to make you figure out the answer on your own. And they'll tell you the story to help you along the journey. Mm-hmm. But you're supposed to get to the answers kind of on your, out of your own uh, brain. Yeah. So there's the times that Jesus says that we need to become like children. Uh, there's the times when he, when the disciples were trying to s- stop the children from coming to Jesus. And Jesus is like, no, this is who the kingdom of God belongs to. If you don't become like a ch- child, then you... Yourself won't answer in. Um, he teaches the parable about, I think you call it the 11th hour parable. Yeah. Um, and in that parable, the, the, the folks that show up the very last hour, they make as much as the people in the, the first hour. And, and Jesus says the first will be last and the last will be first. And and so there's just a number of times where just from a teaching standpoint, in a number of different ways, Jesus is teaching about this idea of servanthood. Uh, in Luke 24, uh, he talks about the faithful servant um, whom his master set over to the household. And he's, he's a faithful servant when he provides food at the proper time. So it's not so much did he exercise his authority in a, in a meaningful way, but quite literally, the other servants are fed at the proper time. And so th- those are just some of the ways that I see hmm. Jesus teach on that, different ways of teaching uh, from uh, using his words. But then I, I liked what you come up with, Jen, with the, um, the washing of the feet. Mm-hmm. It, we do see him model things mm-hmm. a lot. I think a lot of his ministry is. I can only imagine his disciples picked up things through watching him do stuff, right? Watching him interact with people, not just what he says to them, but how he's right. going about and doing things. It's Paul's follow me as I follow Christ. Like, mm, mm-hmm. but Christ is like, follow me, and because I, I am, am Christ, Christ. <laughs> which is kind of crazy that he was able to so effectively model things in comparatively a rather short amount of time. Like he wasn't modeling for it was like three years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I mean, three years. Do you think you could learn all the Jesus stuff in three <laughs> years? Because I couldn't. But they did, which is, I think it speaks to the ability of Jesus to model. Hmm. Good observation. Mm-hmm. Comes in on a donkey, not a horse. Mm. That was just because the prophet said he had to. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. And this could just be me me being an uncultured person. <laughs> but is the donkey's name Dominic? And is there a Christmas song about him? Because there's a Christmas song called Dominic the Donkey. Really? Yes. And I thought it completely obscure and unrelated. But oh. if Jesus is related to a donkey, like in, there's, some, there's some connection. I feel like it's got to be Dominic. Like, I really want it to be. I've never heard. I You've mean, never heard Dominic the Donkey? No. I haven't oh. either. Skinny I mean, rinky dinky dink. It's Dominic the Donkey. 
No. Oh, it's no. a great song. Banger. The Italian Christmas donkey. Hmm. Huh. But if he's Italian, he's probably not. Well, and see, I would think that's more because Mary wrote it on. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, that would probably be Mary writing on the donkey. Versus if it's tied to Christmas versus Jesus riding into yeah probably Jerusalem. not at Easter but still well but now I just want to know Domin uh, I'm gonna go look this one up Domin sorry for the donkey. tangent no that it's a Christmas tangent those are always <laughs> welcome because it's winter oh brother <laughs> side note did you notice that we sang our first Christmas song on Sunday yes I noticed okay <laughs> because. You told me we were going to, and I looked at the titles of the songs, and I was like, none of these songs look like Christmas songs. We sang a Christmas song? Yeah, we did. Logan slipped one by. He sang a Christmas song, and I leaned over, and I was like, that was a Christmas song. It was fantastic. I almost mentioned something in a friend of my sermon. <laughs> Let all mortal flesh be silent? Yeah, absolutely. It was the third keep silence? song. That is an not ancient, ancient song, it, although it can also be used... At other times during the year, it felt like a Christmas within the liturgy. Always oh, very much. I don't think I would have noticed it had you not told me in a satirical way yeah. that Christmas was. Coming. I knew. <clears throat> I had never heard Robbie. that song. I knew as soon as we started singing, I'm like, oh, welcome See? to Christmas. Time. I almost said the only reason why we didn't do this before, <laughs> before Halloween, because Halloween was the night before. That's what I almost said. <laughs> we will. We will have done this the day before Halloween if Halloween... Had Halloween been tomorrow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I Fantastic. Mean, the title alone kind of feels Halloween-ish. Let all mortal, mortal flesh keep silent. Can you do a Halloween rendition of it? That's a... Do we do like a dark death metal version? Yeah. Stay all tuned. In, <laughs> all in minors instead Stay, of... It, it is in minor. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's in minor. <laughs> That's why I love it. I don't... I didn't even uh. like... It's haunting in Gregorian. Jim, are you even paying attention there you to go. Worship? It's all right. She was thinking about the end of the service. Yeah. Thank no, you, by true. the way. Yeah. What? Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. They did all pastor. They appreciated their pastors. Yeah. It was roughly Crazy right. Crazy kids. My favorite part of pastor late, appreciation <laughs> was that we were signing the cards in front of them. I know. It was that great. wasn't the plan. Moral of the story, Mission Ridge is really good at being roughly right. Yes. That's all you need. That's all you need. I picked the right place. Perfect. <laughs> well, let's... Uh, Speaking of roughly, right, let's let's hit the third question. Let's hit the third question that we've definitely never talked about before. <clears throat> what process do you use when <laughs> equipping people, peeps, to serve? Oh, you got some thoughts on that. Yeah, so years ago, I had a pastor, and he talked about the process of I do, you watch, I do, you help. You do, I help. You do, I watch. And then you release the person. Be gone. But I was, I was looking, I was looking this up just to see, well, was, what does anybody else have to say about this? And I like what the AspenGroup.com came up with. Uh, their solution is, um, I do, you watch. We talk about it. Oh, I do. You help. We talk. Oh, you do. I help. We talk. You do. I watch. We talk. And then uh, you do. Someone else watches. Oh, yeah. Up monkey, down monkey. What? That was from his sermon. Yeah, that, I, I caught oh. that. That was the monkeys <laughs> in the barrel. Up uh -huh. monkey, down monkey. So is the person is the person watching someone else like a, a quality control check? I think or, it's a, I think it's a quality control check. Or, or is it re restarting the cycle? Or or it could be restarting the cycle. See, I went restarting. The cycle. I also went restart. I went who, quality control because perfectionism. But who is to say <sighs> that? I think it is from based off of the co color coding that they have here. Yeah. It is a starting the restarting of the cycle. Ah, uh, that's not nearly as good. I want a quality control. Dang it! I mean, it's probably better for discipleship, but dang it, bend to my will. Imperfection. <laughs> oh man! I love that. That's a thing now. Oh, fantastic! Oh, All right. So the the big thing is that they so they keep the same form. 
but they add in this, and we talk about it. Yeah. And we discuss. Which is super relational, and I think that kind of matches our that DNA. matches our vibe. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess uh, process to you. I, I, I do that to a degree. I mean, I've definitely heard that before, and I've... You know, I've, I've put that into action. Um, I guess a lot of times, maybe, and maybe this is a a longer process in what I'm thinking of, but I would do, uh, I'm going to bring people along, and I'm going to um, just have them pick it up by osmosis in a lot of ways, and I'll explain things, as they needed. Um, but the uh, just the concept of bringing them along as I'm doing it, and they're going to learn by doing it with me, um, I guess, which is a probably a little less informal or a little less formal version of the, of the process that you explained there. Um, the communication thing, though, that I know that I know firsthand that is helpful. Uh, my mom, when teaching me to cook, and bake things tends to be this like it was not explained well um which if i remember right she either her mother or her grandmother was also like this and just wouldn't explain anything and so you had to just watch and figure it out Mm -hmm. right my mom will explain things and maybe give you her recipe but sometimes the recipe says things like and the rest of the onions which I will never let her live down. Just throw in the rest of the onions. What that... Mm, not helpful. Not helpful. She doesn't know how many onions I have in my fridge. I don't know how many onions she has in her fridge. That is not a valid unit of measurement. Drives me nuts. Basically, do what you want. Have fun. Don't be a perfectionist. No, because it might turn out not properly roughly right it's <laughs> not it's not though it's not it's not actually roughly right can it's you a, go wrong with onions though onions taste good best part about yeah, baking is really cooking is wrong. being able to be creative and i mean and i'm fine with that but not if i'm trying to learn to synthesize the and make what my mom makes like i want to learn the recipe <laughs> what i so let me ask this question is your mom a free spirit or no. or she just lazily documenting her recipe no the the recipe like the actual recipe will be will be precise so then you know how many onions but when she's relaying the recipe so if i have it in front of me that's fine but there are many recipes that are not on cards so this is a phone call situation yeah this is uh, a phone call situation that makes more okay. sense yep okay I now understand. Yep, this is where that comes. This is where that comes from. Or she's not using the recipe in the kitchen, and you're just doing it together because it's already up in her brain. She sounds a little bit like a free spirit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it sounds like a baker who's just kind of like, eh, throw some of this. I mean, she's she's maybe a space case sometimes. Love you, Mom. But... Yeah, there's you a difference. Go with the free spirit term. There's a, a difference between <laughs> someone who's never used a recipe ever in their life... Mm-hmm. To to a person that they use a recipe, they're very finite about the recipe. They're very they have high expectations that the sure. food's gonna come out a certain way, <clears throat> but they just don't follow through on like. Well, and within that, my mom definitely would be more free spirit compared to say my dad. How did we end up talking about my parents and their cooking? My dad baking bread. This is this is this is my favorite example of this. He used to make bread all the time, and. Uh, then three times in a row, the batches did not turn out right. And he didn't change anything. He was always like, when he grills, he has a timer that he hangs around his neck. Plus, oh it is science. It is science, and it makes some beautiful food. However, baking bread, it turned out bad three times in a row, and he has never made it since. Hmm. So there, there, is, there is that. But you know, the rest of the onions is not a valid... However, talking about it, I watch you, you know, I watch you do it, and then we talk about it. That would be helpful. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. I like that. 
Yeah, and I don't know if I, in using this process and, and talking about this process, I don't know if I go, okay, well, I sat down with Kyle today, and today I did, and he watched, and we talked about it. So step one is complete. Check and, that box And off. then mark that off someplace. Like, I, I feel like ministry is a little more dynamic mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, it's a little bit more fluid. Like, I don't know. You just bring them along and... yeah. Does it have to be? Would it be better if we all use this checklist? I functionally disagree with that statement. All right. Calm down. I was getting excited. I was like, I have a checklist to work with people. There are, there are some people that, by their design, they don't know what to do if there's not a checklist. Mm-hmm. My wife is one of them. My wife is a I cooperator. See, I see a lot of a lot of value in those people. Yeah, no, no, th- there's a lot of order in mm-hmm. their world. Mm-hmm. So my wife is a cooperator. Okay. However, she, she also has a high value for understanding the data, understanding the information. Analyzing stuff properly. Yeah, sure. and so if she can't do that, she doesn't know how to cooperate, and she doesn't feel like she is cooperating. Mm-hmm. And so she will get uh, stuck. And it's really... Com- so simple thing like, hey, sweetie, will you make me lunch? Yes, what do you want me to make you? Make me anything. Mm. Too much openness. Oh, yeah, that... <laughs> In the programming loop world... How many times has that not worked out well? Oh, that... <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and, and she's like, well, well like what? I, honey, I really don't care. Just solve it for me. Anything. Some say Rob still hasn't eaten lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until she took Pathfinders that we understood that component. Like I was just like, how could you? Be a cooperator, not like we understood the cooperator piece. Uh-huh. Cooperate, but, dang it! But I'm like, like you tell me you just want to sure. help, and you're not just doesn't have the data to. Yeah, you're just not mm. helping, and and it, it is. It's just like it's a programming loop, and it's mm. like wait for input, wait for input, wait for input, hmm. wait for input. So there we go. Yeah. Any other processes for teaching? Well, I was just going to comment on that. I think the process is um, different per person. Not that that's not something we haven't hit on necessarily, but like the process that got me into service, I don't think I was necessarily an ideal candidate. Okay. Um, kind of got thrown into service within like a month and a half mm-hmm. of being in a church that I didn't call home, that I didn't believe in, <laughs> and I was serving. Um Sounds perfect. Yeah. But, like, look at me now. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, it worked out okay. So I would say, like, you don't need to have some process to turn to. It's just, I think it goes back to doing life with people. Mm -hmm. And Mm. when life presents opportunity, allow opportunities to proceed. Grab it by the horns and wrestle it to the ground. Allow them to fail. Bend it to your mm-hmm. will. Like failure mm. is a good thing. <sighs> and if you were to, if you're to, uh, let's say you're going by the structured model that was presented earlier, and you're like, show, you watch, and then they watch. And you do that so much that you feel it's impossible for them to fail. Then there's going to be so much pressure by the time they do it. Mm. And it's going to be terrible. But if you just like, see what happens. Well, and that might be the talk about it part. Well, yeah. Is that they do it, and you watch, and they fail. Yeah. What did we learn here? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, if you think about Jesus sending the 12 disciples out to preach, which of those disciples is going to be able to preach as well as Jesus? I mean, one, so they don't have the Holy Spirit. Jesus mm-hmm. does. Strike one. <laughs> uh they're not the son of God. Strike two. All right, you're That's already really handicapped. Those are pretty big. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not talking about 
you know, Aaron Those Couch. Not negligible. We're not talking about Aaron Couch preaching to Rob Crow preaching. Oh, that's a drop off. But we're. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But you know, in order to like, if you're gonna enable someone else to take some swings, as it were, mm-hmm. you're risking some level of failure. Right. Yeah. You're you're risking some level of, of drop off in production, at least initially. Sure. And and I think that's what gets in the way of of most people actually starting to invest in somebody because of that fear of the roughly right. right. Ooh. Yeah. I feel that. That hits. It'd be so much easier if I just did it. Right? Because it would take it takes longer for me to teach you to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that initial investment time, it costs you more than than you'll get a re- return. Sure. You're going to put out more energy and potentially get less of a return. Yep. Than you would if you just did it yourself. Mhm. In the in the in the the short term for sure. Right. Short term. Yeah. Yeah. Long that, game that changes. That initial costs <clears throat> sometimes feels too high. Hmm. So are we are we willing to embrace that? And for those of us who are perfectionists might or might not be harder. That that might or might not be harder. Which which I have a degree of. And so when I watch somebody that just is super uh, I don't know what the right term to use, but just super laid back and super type B chill. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, job, brah. Let, let's just give them a chance. Let's just see what happens. I'm just like, it's really interesting. I really enjoy it when it's not my product. It's their product. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where I'm like, it, like I've learned from some of those folks. I've learned how to incorporate that more and more into mm. how the approach that I take but to watch someone operate in that area, there's some people that are just really fantastic at in, at uh, equipping other people. Mm. And to be able to watch that, it's like an art form. And and so I, I try to gain from those experiences, recognizing, yeah, they do that better just by their design, but maybe, you know, there's, there's lessons to be learned. So mm-hmm. sure. we have to be willing in the church world, too, to take risks and... And and allow people to take swings and and be roughly right. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're gonna just uh, keep trucking on through our discipleship series here. Well, my part, God, God's part, their part. Is it three and, more uh, weeks? Two. Two more weeks. Oh, we are then down to two. our final two. I am so excited countdown. for our last sermon which is different usually by the time you and i get to our last sermon we're like on to the next thing so glad this is over (laughs) we said (laughs) we said four weeks but man we've been tired of this after two (laughs) (laughs) i was excited for the last sermon of the genesis series like the genesis 1 through 11 yeah, but sometimes you and I, that. like, we're like, we are, we're Oh, futures. we're jonesing for the next thing, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, because we've been thinking about it and processing it, so we're already a couple weeks ahead. Right. But on this one, you're excited for the last one. I'm excited for the last sermon. Mm. Mm, that's a teaser. I'm not even going to tell you what it's called. It's called The End. It's not. Or it's called, or get this, discipleship wise, it's called The Beginning. Oh! Oh, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> but no, it's not. Okay. Well, it will be next year when we <laughs> rename it. <laughs> when Kyle's preaching the entire series, what? Oof, no. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, did you uh, uh, find out Sunday that? Uh, oh yeah, there you go. We're investing in you to uh, lead that Wednesday night care group. 
Oh, well. Did I you mean, catch that? Was that new well, information? Okay. So here, here's the thing about that. We had talked about it beforehand, and it was like, we're going to, it was always a were, like a we are going to yeah. start this. Yeah. And we did start this. Like, yeah. in that. There's you, a we. You hosted you? and I found people. And me. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was sitting. I, in the I wasn't back of exactly the... sure if it was still like a. I wonder if I'm going to end up leading this one day, or if it's like this is just like something I'll recruit people for. Like I was fine with that position. I'm like I'm fine either way. It's it's just it's 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 discipleship, man. <laughs> it's a it's a discipleship, man. <laughs> I was sitting in the back of the room, and Rob says that, and I lean over to Josh, and I said I hadn't told Kyle that he was getting, you know. <laughs> I hadn't told him that I was prepping him for that. He's finding this out for the first time. I hope he's okay with it. <laughs> I definitely don't think I don't think the other members of said group that we had there knew that. Like that's something I definitely don't think they knew. Oh yeah, for sure no. So That was a that was a giggle and a half. I was <laughs> Did they turn to look at you? No, but I haven't talked to him about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's not like it's happening tomorrow. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, this is a so, you know long game although we've got we've got at least four times meeting because there's the i do you watch then next time (laughs) and we talk about it and then what was the checklist again then you do i watch and then rob comes in and oversees it to make sure for quality control right that's what i got absolutely that's what i got out of this so i mean this is what you've done three meetings so i mean you got yeah two more and then you're out (laughs) on your own Two more, and then I have my care group thesis assessment. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Footnotes. We'll yeah. catch you next time. Peace. 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 You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.